Hey everyone, and welcome back to Get Hyped. We're here again to talk about some epic Game of Thrones talk. With me again is Kate Tyler. We're gonna just dive right into what happened because we're we're pretty. And I don't even have a lack of words for what happened in last week's episode. Oh my god, I like that little dive in too because um, there was quite some epic diving in this episode in many, many ways. Um, figuratively and literally, there were lots of dives. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very excited to dive in. And, and thanks for having me back, man. It's been a while. Oh, yeah. You're the best host we got so oh, far. Oh, I don't know if your other hosts would like to hear oh, that. I'm sure they're but, okay with that. But, but anyway. We're all on the same <laughs> on the same level. But so, when it comes to talking Game of Thrones, I'm so excited! <laughs> um... But I think what we're going to do, normally we kind of just do a brief review of the episode and what is to come next, but kind of combine this. I kind of want to do a, di- a real discussion on this episode, episode f- uh, four, four, the Spoils of War, and oh, then kind of see what really happens directly next with episode five and what that's going to be leading into. So we're going we're gonna to talk- Like our prediction for yeah. episode five? Okay. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know what happens in episode five because I'm not watching the leaked footage. <laughs> well, neither am I. <laughs> um, but I think um, we'll, we'll hold off on the, the epic ending that was the ending of this episode and kind of just talk a little bit piece by piece um, with it. So Oh, so leave the most epic part yeah, till we'll, the end. Okay. We'll kind of go over the other... Because I feel like... There was a lot that happened. This is this is one of those instances where the ending of the episode is so great. It almost kind of undermines everything else that's going on with it. And I feel like... You almost need to sit back and be like, wait, what else happened really in this episode? Because there's, there's a lot of stuff that happened up north that I feel like is almost in comparison people just kind of forgot about because, like, the ending... It's like with uh, the Battle of the Bastards, you forget about the epic beginning of that episode, our hard home. It's like, what was the beginning of the hard home about? Right, right. Um, you lose track of them, and then it's like you rewatch them later, and you're like, oh, right, like this monumental thing happened, but I was too concerned about the dragon. Right. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, up in the north, we now have Bran, Arya, and Sansa all, t- all together. The Stark family's <laughs> back together. One... Saving Westeros. <laughs> under one roof. Um... And I can't help the thing of Sansa's pride is be like, oh, why am I the only normal one here <laughs> out of everyone? I saw this amazing picture that was like, I'm, I was raised from the dead. I'm a trained assassin. I'm the three-eyed raven. And Sansa was just like, what the F? Why is my family all weird now? But uh, I mean, she's being a really good ruler. Oh, yeah, like, she's, she's, she's really doing good. Being and she's good got one. her own her own baggage. And I think Arya was slightly less awkward than what Bran... Like, Arya was at least happy to see everyone. Like, she gave Sansa two hugs, and she gave Bran a hug. And um, so I think, even though she was definitely kind of weird, because she was like, I have my list I want to kill people with and everything, and Sansa kind of didn't believe her at first until Bran was like, I thought you were going to go kill Cersei. And Sansa's just like, what the heck? But there was so much in that episode with the reunite, because we have Littlefinger... Trying to muck stuff everything up again, which muck. <laughs> I don't even know what he's trying to do. I muck is my word because I don't know what at this point his yeah his end game I, is. I, I don't think know. I, I think, don't think he knows. I think at one point he thought he could. His idea was to undermine Bran and try because he's like, "Oh, Bran's here now. He technically has a better claim than Sansa does or John. So maybe I'll try to get all goody goody with him." But and then Bran Bran shuts him down in two ways. One is he. Throws the chaos, like out of nowhere, it's just like chaos is a ladder, and Littlefinger is just like, well, 
This is useless. The look on his face when Bran said, chaos is a ladder. And he was just like, looked at him like, the fuck? <laughs> like, right. you, did you, what, what did you, how do you know that? And I was just like, oh, he's done. He just gave up his prized possession dagger to this kid who knows all of his tricks. And it's, I'm, I'm, I think I'm very interested to see what they're going to do with Littlefinger. Um, because I thought by now, honestly, I thought maybe he'd be dead. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think a lot of people thought he'd be dead. And I think, I mean, I say this every episode, but he's just running out of endgames. And they, they keep on throwing a different angle at him to keep him around, almost. But now he's really got nothing going for him. And I think, because at, at any point, point, Bran can just be like, yo, listen, here's all the dirt I got on you. And I think the only reason he hasn't done it is because he simply doesn't care or doesn't see its importance compared to the bigger picture. Bran has been, you know, everyone's calling him Dr. Bran Hatton as, like, Dr. Manhattan from The Watchmen. He's just kind of disconnected with everyone. He's, he's, he can't focus on it. He's borderline autism. He's if you emo. Could, if you could say. Um, and he's just focused on the main thing, and really everything else is not important to Bran at this point. So I, I, I don't know if, unless something's going to happen, it really urges him to rat out Littlefinger. I don't even know if that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be more of Arya doing something to mess him up. I think, you know, maybe steal his face or something like that. Maybe um, they're definitely setting it up so that it's very, very clear that no Stark child likes Littlefinger. And it's clear, I, I, I kind of got the feeling from Arya, she was even like, why is he here? Like, why is, out of everyone in, in Westeros, why is Littlefinger here? And now Bran is completely on to him. Sansa can, cares well, Sansa, less about him. Sansa knows everything about him, too. So if one point Bran goes, I know stuff about Littlefinger, and Sansa's like, oh my god, so do I. They might just be like, I got someone to back me up now, so maybe now I'll rat him out. Because Santa's got all the dirt on him. Right, because she saw it all. And Littlefinger knows Santa's got all the dirt. And now I think he's starting to suspect that Bran's got all the dirt on him, too. So now he's he's really outnumbered. With He can't just be like, oh, she's making this up. Now he's, like, completely outnumbered. And then uh, Arya just kind of wants him dead to begin with. So it's just... And then... What do you think? The significance of the dagger, I just feel like... There has to be something with that be, dagger. Yeah. And I, I like the line when Bran said, do you know who owned it? Like, I don't think he's talking about the original owner, like the the previous owner. I think he means like the original, original, when the dagger was first formed, like who owned this oh, dagger. Oh, so who, who like it was date, the first yeah, one? Yeah, like date back to the, the original creation of the White Walkers or something like that. What is it called? Like the, the first blood drawn? Like that's like the first, like the dagger? Well, like it's called the like, cutthroat dragger. But no, just, not, the, not the name, but like when you have a like a sword or a dagger or whatever and you're like you're an, a like a medieval time person and you like you are the owner of the sword and you were the first one to kill someone with your sword there's a name for it but i i don't know i, I can't think of I it. i don't know my medieval missness i can't think of it right um, now if you know it please email get hyped <laughs> and tell us what it is there there is a name and i'm just not google enough my brain's not google enough right now <laughs> um and then we end we end our time at Winterfell with one last scene with Bran and Arya going in for a fight, which was pretty awesome Brienne. to see. Did you say Bran? Bran and Arya. Oh, I thought you said Bran. I was like, what episode Very, did you watch? Very I didn't see Bran. That would have been such an easy fight. A short Although, would fight. it be? Would well, it he be? Well, he could just walk into Arya Bran, yeah, like, and make her kill herself. Oh, you know what? 
I am actually more excited to see a battle between Arya and Bran than I am between the Clegane brothers. No. I think it would just be a really funny because like I think you're... she'd be like trying to like kill him while he's warging into her, and she'd be all like, "Stop it, Bran!" And it's like I think it'd be funny. I think you're in the small minority in that one. Well, that's all right. <laughs> we have cookies in the small minority, apparently. <laughs> but we we see this pretty great fight between the two of them that. I don't know. People were saying that Arya won that fight, but I think it, I think it was a draw. It was totally a draw. I th- I think Bran was holding back for about half of that fight. Right, for, right, definitely from the beginning, she was holding back. Like Bran's much more of a a beast of a fighter. Right. And like Arya's going for all these like lower shots, which her armor probably would have covered up, like hit her in the hand a few times. But I, I think Bran definitely would have won that if if she was going a hundred percent from the start. Like I think she dialed up near the end. Um, but she knew Arya could, like, handle that. So then she's just kind of getting angry. Then they meet. It definitely looks like a draw. But then they both have a stare down on Littlefinger, which is just like, oh, they're both going to team him up. Could Brienne, though, have killed Arya? Like, what if Arya, like, was just talking herself up? Could Brienne... Because there were a couple of shots, though, where she was, like, going for the throat. Well, like, the initially- did she have a sharp... It was, it was like a training sword, but she was swinging it really hard. Like, she could have really hurt her. But I think... I think um, I think initially she took it easy. Then when she realized what Arya could do, she started to amp it up a bit more. So I think she knew Arya could take it, but it was still pretty. Like she ends up kicking her on the ground, and Pod's like, "What the heck are yeah, you doing?" Yeah, yeah. I think, and I think even Brienne was like, "What am I doing? Why am I like this? This is a child. Why am I? And not only a child, but like a child that she was supposed to protect. And now she's kicking her ass. It's like, what? What happened, Brienne? Like." I don't know. I feel like sometimes Brienne, like, she just can't lose. She right. can't lose. She's so, such a loyal character. She can't lose a fight. She wants to prove to everybody that she's a great fire, fighter, and everybody knows by now. But yet, here's this little, like, you know, wise-ass kid being like, I want to fight the person who fought the hound. And she's like, all right, bring it. And then, like, actually goes 100% at it. Because, okay, a couple of those swings... Couple of those swings were could have been kill shots. Oh yeah, she definitely you know? she definitely took some interesting shots at her. Um, but at the end, they're both laughing. And yeah, talk about epic epic battle between the two of them. Like they, they yeah. So they definitely. I hope this kind of leads up to them fighting side by side in the future. That'd be kind of cool. Against the White Walkers. Or against anyone. I really. want to see Brienne of Tarth but she's got a Valerian, fight the Night King. She's got a Valerian steel sword. I know. And so does Ari has a Valerian um, steel dagger now. So like, mm, I wonder what they're going to do with it. They better fight the White Walkers because I want to see them kick some ass of where it matters. I don't want to see them fight themselves. I want to see them fight the White Walkers. Speaking of, where are they? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we might get them next episode. Um, but that's next episode, Andy. Well, we, we have got, to talk about that at the end of this we episode. We got nothing between now and then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're so bleak. We got nothing. Nothing. We, we leave the north. <laughs> <laughs> we leave the north. We, I'm sorry. We leave the north, and um, we end up down back in Dragonstone, where we get some interesting conversations between John and Danny. Um, after basically Danny finds out that Castle Rock failed, um, I know I love that look of Tyrion. When and he was she's, like, she's we really took like the rock. <laughs> yeah, and she's but like, we lost. She's he like, lost that's good. Um, but 
did. We I, lost the Tiber lobby and Olena. But I think um, Daenerys brings up a strong point, and she's like, "You're just protecting your family, really. And, like you're purposely throwing. Like she almost implies that Dene- Tyrion's kind of purposely sabotaging these yeah. missions. Yeah, he's like sabotaging uh, her. Which I don't think he is, but it definitely I don't think intentionally. But I think, yeah, definitely not intentionally. But, I think deep down, though, he's still like. They're still his family. Right. Well, so. and that's definitely implied later near the end of the episode. But and then Daenerys is like, I had it. I have three huge-ass dragons. I'm just going to go burn some castles. And even Jon is like, listen, that's that's not a good idea. It's like, you're 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 doing something different here. You got dragons. You're, you're a different type of leader. If you go burn down people's homes, you're going to be no different than everyone else. And she's like, oh, okay. When so, Tyrion says it, I don't listen. <laughs> well, I think it's just like, I think she really respects Jon's opinion. Um, so the fact that everyone is like, listen, don't do this, but shows some display of power. So she she flies off, and we're brought to, which is probably the greatest scene in the show. I mean, oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we get into the greatest scene of the show. We glossed over the whole cave drawing scene, <laughs> which I just have to say, I thought at first I was like, this is really cool. But then the second time I watched it, I thought it was really funny because it was almost like John was like, I want to show you the pictures that I found for you. And then there's like this awkward kind of weird sexual tension. And us as the audience is all going like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. You guys are related. And that even though like it hasn't been confirmed yet, but we're all like, we all know that they're related and it's just like i i lo- i like that scene though and i i really like the picture of the white walkers <laughs> i thought they were great i was like you go children of the forest you you use that white paint where did you find that white paint <laughs> like it's just like i thought it was really interesting and i also liked kind of the tie between like children of the forest were kind of the uh, i guess the equivalent of what early man would be here um, or no, they yeah, weren't early man. Or, um, they were no, their own species or aliens like, or uh, like cavemen, or they were like yeah, not cavemen. Yeah, like uh, Neanderthals. And okay, man were Homo sapiens come to wipe them all. Oh, out. and we all know how that ended. Um, but I mean, yeah, the internet has kind of exploded over the cave drawings. Like I think thirty seconds after the episode aired, people are like, "Haha, I bet John drew those." Um, <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, Daenerys, come see the drawings I did for you. But yeah, I, I mean, I like all that mythology with the, the children of the forest and the White Walkers. I want I want more of that. I want to know everything about so do I. the White Walkers as possible. And including with the children, like the, all these spiral drawings that they do, like it has to mean something or it's like the root of their magic. So it'd be cool if we get more of that, what's going on. And I, I think we're definitely going to get some more of that. I think there's an... Um, um, I mean, definitely, we're, we're heading back north, um, so I think we're going to get some more information in that, and Bran will probably be a big source of exposition um, that kind of explains some crazy stuff. So I, Hopefully. I, hopefully I, he uses his power to really explain things to us, because us, the audience, we don't know what's going on. Right. We need help, Bran. Help <laughs> us. But then we go to... The loot crate. I just have to go like do 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 dragons. Which there's dragons in the sky. I have to. I have to be. That's what I would do if I was an extra on Game of Thrones. I mean, I am putting out a position. If anyone wants to hire me as an extra on Game of Thrones, but I would totally be in the background like, there's a dragon. They'd probably be like, get that girl's sandwich and shut her up. 
But yes, let's talk about the epic finale of season seven, episode four. I have I have one minor nitpick. Nitpick. It was beautiful. Which is it's. It's it's something you can overlook because it's been happening a lot of the the fast movement of everybody in the, in the show, especially with the geography and how it's kind of all. Oh right, and right. I, I get that Daenerys is a dragon, so she could fly anywhere probably relatively quickly. But she got her whole direct the Thraki army there. Well, it, the the area where they're supposed to be is supposed to be very close to King's Landing, so it's it's not super far away. Like King's Landing is south of Dragonstone, so she could have sailed down got back on somewhere where they were. But still, that she transported all of that within the course of a few days is, is pretty crazy. Um, and so I think that had suspend some disbelief. I think that was immediately overwhelmed by the amount of <laughs> spectacle what we were then thrown into. Right, right. It was like, um, well, how did they get there so fast? Oh, my God, there's a dragon. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> like, right. I think, I think We're so easy to please. I think what's interesting is... When when I first watched it, I thought she was, that Daenerys was burning all the gold. That's that's what I thought. Because they, they made a really big argument. Like it kept been coming <laughs> up. It was like the episode before that, the banker was like, "Listen, yeah, like we need the money. Ass, when the gold gets you, <laughs> then I will support you." <laughs> it seemed like it was like going like the gold wasn't gonna get there. Well, even in the episode before that, he's like, "We need the money now," and he's she's so like, I'll, "I'll repay you in a fortnight." And then. The, this episode, he the money's coming. He's so excited. He's like, "Well, I'll fully support you, assuming the gold gets here," and then right, assuming the gold gets here, sissy. <laughs> but there's a but there is a scene where um, Randall Tarley says the says this Jamie that the gold has made it past kings, and he mentions a few stragglers that are coming. So there's still a few crates of gold that aren't making there. So maybe it won't be paid in full, and the bank will be like, "Oh, you're one." Gold bar short, so we're not gonna. I mean, this we're point, taking they, our business elsewhere. At this point, are they still gonna back Cersei? Even if she paid the entire amount, like they just saw what Daenerys can do, and they're like, "We're we're not gonna back a losing war." Like they might just take the money and bounce out of there. Yeah, I mean, I could totally see that happening. I don't, I don't think that, um, I don't think by any means it was clear that Cersei won this battle. Oh, no. Like, not, it was, not at all. They, the um, King's Landing is down one now. I mean, I, they might have upped them with the Tyrells um, and with the Greyjoys. They they kind of dominated those allies. But when Daenerys actually led her own army, they lost devastating right. amounts. They lost their entire army. And they also lost the, um, the Unsullied at King's Landing, took all of them. So the Lannisters really are... Done, really, well, right? no, I, like, don't, I don't think it's their whole army. They said this is mainly the stragglers that were left behind. And, but at Casterly Rock, but then they took most of their main army men to. Yeah, but then they said the High Garden. The, the line that Daenerys attacked was mostly the stragglers. They didn't make it back to. King's oh, Landing so yet. so most of them had already gone. Yeah, back so it's not like, gold. that wasn't like her main force of military. Oh, uh, well, that's too bad. She should have come like three hours before <laughs> and just took everything. Um, but boy, oh boy. What a battle! Fire, um, fire, <laughs> fire everywhere! Fire, like, fire, it's, fire in the air! It starts off with like Bronze, like hold up, I hear something, and they're like, oh my god, there, there's troops coming, and they they see the Dothraki, and they're like, at first, like James is like, we can take this, we can take this, and then the dragons come, well, the dragon comes, and 
Because at first you see the troops lining up, they put their pikes down, their shields down, which is how you defend yourself against horsemen. And it's like, oh, maybe this would work because the Dothraki don't fight against shields and swords. swords. Maybe they don't know how to handle this. And nope. Drogon <laughs> comes in and just burns that line straight down. I make... loved that scene where it's just like, oh, how are they going to get through? And the Drogon's just like, here's a path for you. <laughs> it's just perfect. And it's it's just brutal. And this is this is what the books are all about because it's it's about not rooting for one side because there's good on both sides. Right. I, I argue does not even evil evil on one. You could say it's good and evil on both sides. I'd say it's almost not purely good on both. Sides. I think the only evil people here are probably the Dothraki, because they <laughs> they steal and rape everything they see. So it's true. It's, that's something I'd like to see later on is how is Daenerys going to integrate these people into the Westerosi yeah, culture? Yeah, that's what I really I really want to see. Um, oh, and also like how are they going to help once winter comes? They don't have clothes on. Right. Um, so that that's going to be interesting. But man, like they. They just no one like the Lancers just don't stand a chance. Like they're they're spread. Like there's not enough of them there to make a real impact. And the only thing that they got going from is that they injured the dragon because Bronn was able to land a shot on him, which is it, it was so. Oh my! I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, did he kill Drogon? <gasps> I like you, Bronn, but like no, you well, can't kill Drogon. It's like you're rooting for both of them. You don't want Bronn to die, and you don't want Drogon to die, and you don't want Daenerys to die. You don't want Jamie to die, and I, and they're all there. Tyrion of, was there too. And none was, of them end up dying, which is kind of almost a letdown in a way. But but you don't know that for sure. You don't know they were that. Drowning. What, what happens next? But what um, happens next? I think where where are you getting your sources <laughs> from? <laughs> but I think um, a nice parallel is that like Drogon was hit in the shoulder, which seems almost like a minor wound. The same as Drogo was hit in the shoulder and had a minor <gasps> wound, oh. and then festered and he died. So I don't, I don't think anything's going to happen to Drogon. I think it's just going to be, well, my dragons aren't invulnerable anymore. This is something I'd, maybe you'll see the dragons with some kick-ass battle armor in the next episode. It's like full plate metal armor. <laughs> they have little, like, helmets on. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was surprised Daenerys wasn't wearing any armor. Cause, like, <laughs> Me too. I was like, bitch, didn't they just tell you in the last episode, an arrow can hurt you. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do with that, um, but... <laughs> you think she'd be just wearing like at least a helmet because she's just wearing her little goofy little outfit, and it's like, all right, you're going into battle. Stop wearing your little dress in your cape and start wearing something more <laughs> battle appropriate. Um, but yes, yeah, so then at the end we see the dragon comes down and Jamie takes a chance to go after him, which is oh after Daenerys, and it's it's just oh so stressful because you're like oh my god Jamie's gonna die but maybe he'll kill Daenerys oh my god and it's just oh. did you really think that he was gonna kill Daenerys like did you really think that well, that was gonna happen that's the magic of this show is that anybody can die any I didn't, second I didn't feel at all that Jamie had stood a chance against Daenerys I knew that Drogon was gonna call like I what I didn't know is how Jamie was going to get hit like was he gonna get hit with fire was the dragon gonna eat him well, was he gonna hit him with his tail like he did to the to the um 
the the weapon that shot him. You know, I was more like, well, how is Jamie going to survive this versus like how is he going to kill Daenerys? Because I was like, there's no way. I was fearing for both of them. That's the magic of this show is you never think some even when like someone's in a comfortable situation, you never think they're going to die. And when when they're put into a dangerous position, he's like, oh, they never got to die. That's still the main character. And it's, it's been going on for seven seasons, and we're still feeling that. That's true. Um, Although I do feel that they've kind of become a little predictable. I feel things. like that in the last two seasons it was, but this season's kind of increased the non-predictability. Well, I guess um, they, it increased the, the, the lack of safety of the characters. Yes. Because obviously the two sides, like you said, there were so... There were main characters on both sides. You didn't want them both to die. You didn't want anyone to die. But then you're like, well, someone has to win this right. battle. You know, like it was different when it was like... Um, like when it was uh, like the Greyjoy battle, because you yeah. were like, I hate Euron. Oh, like a or hard like home, hard a battle home. of the battle. Right. It, it reminds me of the Battle of the Blackwater, which was Stannis versus Joffrey. And obviously, you wanted Joffrey to die, you wanted Cersei to die. But there was also Bronn on the battle, there was the Hound, Tyrion. there was Tyrion. So there's some people you're still rooting for. And I remember watching that before I even started reading the books, and I was like, oh man, I, I don't know who I want to win here. I, I, I like a lot of people. And it's like, I want. I obviously want Stannis to win because I want Joffrey to die. But if Joffrey loses, that means Tyrion's going. I was like, oh no! Like I don't know what was going to happen in that battle. Um, and and that, that, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was just about to say that was kind of a theme in that in um, this past episode because Dickon, who is <laughs> quite an introduction with Bronn, um, he even says, you know, I. Um, I knew some of those guys that I killed. It just doesn't feel right. And I, I think it really, I mean, the title of the episode is The Spoils of War. So I think it was playing not so much into the like, yeah, kill them, kill them, kill them, but more into the fact of like, please don't kill them. Like, I like both sides and there are good people on both sides. Um, but that's the spoil of war. People die in war. So I think, I think this season is playing a little bit more into the repercussions and the consequences of war versus like let's go to war and fight each other you know how they've kind of did it like with the battle of blackwater and and in previous seasons um it was a little bit more like you were like yeah i can't wait for them to go to war so that this has justice and there's end to it and right now i feel more like can we stop fighting and like just get over this and help actually fight what's coming you know so i think at least me as an audience member i I really am starting to kind of feel for these characters and also, like, just, like, can we stop fighting? Can we stop fighting and, and just, like, put aside our... Like, I'm just really empathizing with Jon Snow. I always empathize with him because I just feel like he's, like, a natural-born leader and he knows what's, what's a priority because he's seen it. Um, and I just... As much as I'm like, yeah, like, battles, I'm also like, can't we just put it aside and get over it already? But. You definitely get Tyrion to kind of articulate that through for us during the battle. You see him he looking over. He was a great over, commentator. And he's just like, well, you've been saying really a word. And eventually he speaks to Jamie. He's like, run, you idiot, and everything like that. But just through his facial expressions, he's like, what, what am I, like, what's what going on? What have I done? He's like, I'm killing my own bannermen. And like, well, yeah, I, I still hate my sister. It's just like, is this, is this the way to do it? So I think he's going to be put at a real test next episode, especially if Jamie survives. Because the last we seen him, he slipped into the bottom of the water. and um, He's not even trying. 99% sure he's not going to die because that'd be kind of stupid for the episode to air. And the first thing you see is him just hit the bottom of the water and then that's it. 
Well, we didn't uh, see Elena necessarily die. It just was implied. Well, she drank the poison. She's yeah, die. but like Jamie's drowning, so maybe it's going to be one of those things where it's like implied that he there's, dies. There's very few off-camera deaths on this show. I think Stannis, Stannis and Elena are probably the only two people, and those have been confirmed. Well, Elena hasn't been confirmed, but Stannis has been a confirmed kill, and that's about it with the off-camera death. Um, so I, I think I think we can assume he's going to be. Either Bronn's going to bring him out of the water. Jamie's going to have to lose the hand. Um, they just sink to the bottom of the water. And maybe... Why didn't he just give the Iron Bank that hand? <laughs> Probably would have been worth a lot Not of money. That much. <laughs> well, um, I can't get you gold, but take my hand. <laughs> but I think it's got Tyrion to be put at the real test because... Daenerys will probably want to kill him because you'd be like, well, this guy, he literally just tried to kill me five seconds ago. Why shouldn't I roast him alive? And if Tyrion defends him, she's going to be like, you know what? I don't want you as my counselor. You're just defending the Lannisters more than you're defending me. Mm. Um, so it, there's been some talk that she might keep him as a prisoner to try to exchange for the Sand Snakes and um, for Cersei. But then Cersei, this would be an interesting point in Jamie's arc if this finally does it, that he, if, if Cersei denies the exchange because she doesn't want to give up her bloodlust for revenge for Marcella, like, she's so blind by revenge, she won't exchange a valuable asset for a prisoner. Um, Jamie might just turn a blind eye to Cersei like he did in the books already. So I, I really hope it goes that way. Uh, I, I think, um, I think... Cersei's character in particular is an interesting one for many reasons, but I think we also have to remember that Cersei is the queen. She's in charge of not only the King's Landing and the Westeros, but she's in charge of her army. She's she's the commander in chief of the army. She's the the she holds the High Council meetings, so she is a ruler at this point. She's also you know insane but she's also ruling so i think that cersei will either like you said say you know what jamie you're not worth it or you've betrayed me like she said about tommen or she might actually say you know what you're not worth it to try to get you back because there's too much other stuff at stake so we'll let you just be a prisoner or, like I was thinking before, maybe, you know, maybe they say, give us back. Um, they, they try to do a, a hostages exchange, and then maybe Cersei realizes, you know, she can't give the Sand Snakes back because they're, well, one is at least implied to be dying. The other one, I'm assuming, Alaria is not, she's going to be alive, but, you know, who knows? And Yara's the same way, you know, who knows how she's alive? They might be quote-unquote alive, but... I don't think she even has Yara. Euron has Yara. But do you think that you're, they're going to try to get her back, too? I hope not. I don't want another side plot with the Greyjoys. No, you don't like the Greyjoys? <laughs> uh, it's just like, uh, I hope it comes together within the plot, but I don't want a whole separate story of, uh, 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 what you become Theon? Theon um, going off to like a James Bond mission to rescue Yara. Like, well, I was thinking not enough episodes for that left. No, <laughs> no, I was thinking more of Daenerys would demand them back, right. the hostages, and then Cersei might say, "Well, I can't give you them all back," and then Daenerys might say, "Well, then you're not getting Jaime back," or Cersei might say, "I don't even want Jaime." You know, yeah, something th- has to turn Jaime from Cersei. Because I don't enough th- is enough. I now. don't think it's going to be. 
any reason. Diplomatic. I don't think it's going to be any reason to deny the request other than she doesn't want to give up her prize of her prisoners. It's not going to be anything. Oh, I'm afraid they'll be upset that I, I killed so and so, or I, I don't. I don't think it's a good deal. I think it's going to be. The bottom line is that she wants what she wants, and Jamie is not something she wants at this moment. And then I, I think neither by the end of the season she's going to like. Who knows? Maybe maybe they decide to let Jamie go. Um, they, they take his Valerian sword and gives it to John because he'll need all the help. And then just be like, go go do something. And then Cersei becomes in dire help and sends for Jamie's help. And she's just like, oh, now you want me again? And he just kind of says, like, no, nope, never mind. Because that's what happens in the books. She sends a letter for his help, and Jamie throws it in the fire. And he's like, I, I don't need your help. Like, I don't want to help you. You don't, you don't really need my help. You just want to help yourself. Ah, so, so maybe he'll, maybe this drowning thing is going to help him realize how much he's being used by his sister. Right. So I think, I think that's a big key to role play to role. And there's, there's two crazy shots in the, coming up for next week that I'm super excited for. One is you see Drogon back at um, uh, Dragonstone in front of Jon. Daenerys is on Dragonback, and Drogon's like... <sighs> Like, yes. and, and it's like, oh, what's gonna happen? And what if he like just like stops screaming and like nuzzles John, like so, pet me? So it could be that that he instantly is tamed by John, or I feel like somehow maybe a letter, a raven gets sent to John from Bran and says, "By the way, you're a Targaryen," and he's like, "What?" And Prince Prince Rhaegar, <laughs> FYI, Prince Rhaegar, ET does. Prince Rhaegar was your father, and then right as Jorgon's yelling at John's face, Rhaegar comes in the dragon. And sits behind John and like backs it up. It's like, no, you don't. You stay away from my son. And just like, so that's supposed to be like Rhaegar, though. But she like... named she named them at one after two after her brothers, Rhaegar and Viserion. And then Drogon was supposed to be like Drogo. But like oh. Rhaegar the dragon isn't Rhaegar her brother. Yes. Well, it's named after him. Named after, but it's not like it's not not the literal okay. rebirth of her brother, but the namesake. And there's probably some sort of connection with the Targaryens. So it'd be a nice little metaphor. And be like, oh, I see what they're doing there. And I think at this point, Daenerys would be like, wait a second. Maybe. Why are you defending him? Right. You know, out of. And then she's probably like, damn, why did I try to kiss you in the cage? Because I wonder if Daenerys. Like, when are they going to find out? Like, I know. I don't, I don't think Daenerys. Bran would tell Jon through a raven. But he also. It's clear that John does get a raven from Bran because you see him talking at the table. It says Bran says he saw the night the White Walkers go into Eastwatch. Um, I think the next episode is titled Eastwatch, so it's leading up to the battle that's going to be at Eastwatch by the sea. Oh, you think it's um, going to be this episode? I don't know if it's going to be this episode because John so. John can't get there that fast. I would. Well, lo- are you kidding? There's you, a lot- Do you know how time travel works now in this show? There, there's there's so much you can suspend. Everything that's happened so far can be easily overlooked by a casual show watcher being like, oh, you don't really know where these locations are. Like, hey, you're on Fondam in the sea, and oh, the Thraki got there, and oh, um, Euron got to Castle Castle Rock kind of quickly. But, um, if John just was in Dragonstone and shows up in the north 20 minutes later, that's gonna take all believability. Hold my cape, I got to run up to the north. That's gonna take all believability out of the situation. So I I don't think he's gonna be, unless he gets on Dragonback and flies right. Flies! But (gasps) I don't think, I mean, maybe. maybe You don't don't see him. They might just be taking that out for trailer's sake, but you don't see. 
I hope we see that, and I hope that plays underneath. But you don't, if you don't see the dragon in the north at all, but maybe you, and they just kind of hold out the trailers. Um, that, maybe he's just like, I ain't going there, peace, and like throws him off. That that could be the only thing, yeah, unless the dragon does, drops him off and flies away, which I think, I think would be stupid. <laughs> like a real dad would do. I, I also think Go that. ahead, son. Go think, kill people. I think that would be stupid, too. So I, I really don't think John is going to be in the north in the next episode, unless he goes on Dragonback. Um but that would be awesome to see. That would be that's that's the other big thing is that Bran is telling him that there's they're coming to the north. Um, so clearly he gets a letter from Bran. Um, right. But I don't think Bran would tell him through the letter. Like I think he's like this is something I gotta tell you in person. In person, I think, because um, that also letters could be intercepted. And, right. I mean, like that's how a lot of trouble happened with the War of Five Kings. Is like Ravens' letters were being intercepted and like stuff like that. So I feel like Bran would have more sense. Because now he basically also, knows everything. Also, he just not care. He's like, what if people know? Whatever. Like, I'll... Maybe. I so. mean, he is kind of a little uh, not socially with it at the moment, so. But, I mean, John's got to do something to convince Daenerys to let her go. Because as of right now, he's still quote-unquote her prisoner. Um, and this is kind of an off on a tangent. But I think um, I think it would be really beneficial for John to tell Daenerys that he died. Because... I think so too. Why hasn't he mentioned she's, that? She's like, you're being super stubborn for not bending the knee. And I think if John was just like, listen, last time I I did something that my people didn't like, they li- literally killed they me. They literally killed me. Um, and I think, I mean, it's not a figure of speech, Denarius. Like I was. Dead. I mean, all he's got to do is take off his shirt and see the stab wound in his heart. Like, yeah. Um, I also he, wish he came back a little like changed, but that's yeah, a whole other conversation. That's. Uh, that's the, my why not to be a big they did it in the book. I mean, obviously nothing maybe to happen in the books yet. Right, because it ended on that, right? Yeah, but spoiler alert. But in the books, when with uh when um, Beric Dondarrion comes back to life, and they say in the show too, he's not the same person. It's clear that when someone comes back to life through this method, a, a little bit of piece of them is left behind. And then you could argue that the part of John that was left behind was hope. He does, he does seem to have a bl- very bleak outlook and everything now. He was always and, a little like that, though. Yeah, but before he was like, we'll, we'll overcome this, I have faith. And now it's just kind of like, especially immediately after he came back, he had no hope in anything. He's like, whatever. And Sansa kind of brought him back to hope. But he's still kind of bleak on the, on the inside. So that could be the one major difference. But I'm hoping we get to see a little something because pretty much now he's the same person. He makes He's funny because he's awkward and... So I hope we see a little change in that, but as of right now, it doesn't seem too noticeable. And that's that's pretty much. I mean, I think I think next episode is mostly going to be like Dana- Daenerys and the Lannisters settling up the battle. Whatever happened with Jaime, Daenerys and John, and then whatever's going on in the North. I think those are gonna be the key main points. And then we'll probably get some more of uh, of Samwell at the Citadel. Um, reading through those books. That's true. He's still reading. I have a feeling it's going to open up with the White Walkers. I have a feeling because I think people. I think we've been waiting for the White Walkers, and I think that it's going to open up. I, I can think, see it. Like I think it's going to open up with the White Walkers and Bran's vision 
And then it's going to cut to, like, John and Dragonstone talking to Daenerys. Well, I think it's going to open at the battle still. Like, it's going to continue right at Jamie's. So you think it's going to be at the Lannister Targaryen? I think it's going to just pick up Jamie's still floating to the bottom. Like, like Really? A, like like a, Titanic? Like, like he's a, been floating for this week? Well, just, like, right, right off where he left off. Just not even two-second difference. Or maybe, like, Tyrion being like, uh, get him out of the water! Right, yeah. I think the panic is still going to be picked up from minute one. But I, I do think Sam is going to have a big part. Um... We actually have a, a comment from one of our listeners. Um, hey! Uh, Mike Booch says, Hey, Andrew and guest. Uh, fan here hey. of the podcast. And I was debating with a friend about Arch, the Archmaster of the Citadel. My friend thinks he's a big jerk who refuses to care about the long night and is married to the rules. I think he's constantly rewarding Sam by giving him information on the down low. After Sam cures Greystale by reading the book, he's, he's told by, to copy a bunch of books by hand, meaning he'll have to read them. I wouldn't doubt that these books contain important information that Sam will take advantage of, making him an asset to the side of the living in the long night. What's your opinion on the Archmaester? Is he helping him? Is he helping more than he's letting on? Let, me, let us know. Um, yeah, I think... He is totally helping. Yeah, I think yes. this is his way of being like, well, I, it's like when the doctor's like, I can't cure you unless it's a... Physically right. causing you pain. Is it physically causing it you phys- pain? I can't tell you not to do it, but, like, are you going to do <laughs> right. it? Uh, I can't tell you that marijuana will help you unless you actually say you have knee discomfort. Right. Do uh, you have knee discomfort? <laughs> yeah, like, I feel I, I think feel like he's the, totally yeah. helped. I think he is going to be a big character. Um, or at least um, one of, like, he's going to be kind of like a mentor character well, who really he, helps. I think he, he refuses to flat out say it because the maesters are kind of historically known for being against magic. They're they're going for what makes sense. They're supposed sen- to be like doctors. Well, they go what makes sense in the world, and magic doesn't make any sense to them. So they, they try to smother magic, but they definitely keep records of it. So I think there's going to be something huge in these books. It, it's it's too much of a setup for it not to be happening. And I think he's, the Maester's definitely doing it on purpose. So I think Sam is going to be just going through the pages one after another, and finally he'll see something like, oh, White Walker is also known to die by snapping your fingers. And, oh, Eureka! Everybody snap! <laughs> problem solved. So I, I think that's going to be a, a major point, and I definitely think the Archmaster is helping out on that. I think he is Team Westeros. I think he's definitely going to help out. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I would like to see Sam kind of just... Uh, doing his thing and then being like, what? And then being like, you knew this whole time. And Archmaester being like, I saw great things in you. <laughs> you know, something like, some like big, I don't know, something very not Game of Thrones <laughs> probably won't happen, but it would be super cool. I don't cool. think he's going to have much more of an impact. I think it's going to literally. It's going to be Sam now. Um, like Sam's yeah, going to have the impact. I don't think, I don't think that there's really anything else that's going to come with it. It's just going to. It, he's gonna find it, and then the Archmaster's gonna be like, "Oh, you found what?" Like he's not gonna admit that he helped him, right? But definitely implied. Um, but if you have any other comments, feel free to reach out to me. You can email me at gethypedpodcast.gmail.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at gethypedpodcast. And let me know if there's anything you want to talk about. If you disagree with any of our opinions, and you think that we should talk about something else, or you think the episode's gonna go another way, unleash your dragon. Yes, <laughs> give it, give it all to me. Get in the bed, and we'll talk about it next week. Um, in episode five, uh, only three, only three episodes left. Oh my goodness, it's, they're going to be great, though. I already be, know. I think, I think the season, not that the season started slow, but we definitely kind of had a, a build up, and I think here's it's it's going to be nonstop from here. So I'm, 
I'm super hyped for it. I'm hyped. I, I can't wait. I look forward. I never thought I would say I would look forward to Sunday night until I became a Game of Thrones fan. Now I'm like, can't wait for Sunday night. Like, <laughs> not Friday or Saturday, Sunday night. I'm super hyped. And I can't wait to see what happens with everything that just happened with episode four. Episode five is going to be either on par with the epicness or just as epic or more epic or I don't. it's definitely not going to be less epic. There's just no less epic big Game of Thrones uh, show episode. Um, And I'm very, very excited. Um, But yeah, follow Andy on Twitter and send him questions and or send me or his guest questions and we will answer to the best of our ability and uh, like, are you on Facebook? I am on Facebook. Facebook? It's uh, Hype Train 1 because whoever stole my name out there I get hyped. I'm looking for it. Wait, there's another hype train? So you're hype train. Uh, I'm, I'm hype train for one. <laughs> so hype... follow him. At... No, no, no. Become his friend. That's what the Twitter. No. You, you follow. You follow. Oh, follow <laughs> Andrew. Get hyped at hype train one. <laughs> or on Twitter, get hyped podcast and Gmail, get hyped podcast at gmail.com. And until next week, I'm Andrew. And I'm Kate. Bye. Bye.